so, so today the, the 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 total sales are 2.2 million uh, euro per year. You're doing 2.2 million a year. Yes. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Renan Davila. He is building and is co-founder and CEO of OSS Ventures, a French startup specialist for industrial companies. After working as an economist at the OECD and co-founding a startup in Brazil, he founded OSS Ventures to help manufacturers digitize their production lines. He published with Michael Ballantin, OK, Google, draw me a unicorn. Renan, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. Okay. So nice to be here. It's nice meeting you too. So, so industrial companies help us understand the customers you're selling to and what they're buying. Yeah. So uh, factories uh, used to have a lot of automation and a lot of software. This was 30 years ago. Actually, IBM, the very big company at the time, they made a lot of money by selling software to manufacturing companies. And today, manufacturing companies have outdated software that are kind of trapped into the innovator's dilemma. And so uh, they, are, they are looking for the next wave of innovation. And they are like very, very advanced companies such as Tesla uh, who are leading the way and showing that software eats everything, including in the manufacturing world. Okay, and so what are they paying for your software on average per year or per month? So the sweet spot uh, is between 15K, 1.5, uh, and 75K per site per year. Why is it a sweet spot? Because it's roughly the, the price of a machine. So they are very used to making checks of that size. I see. Uh, and also, because when you are in a, in a big company or a mid company, uh, you don't have to ask for corporate for those kind of checks, which is way easier. Yep, no, that makes good sense. And so um, give me a bit of the background story here. When did you launch the company? What year? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. So call it 2019. And how did you get your first customer or two? So the first customer uh, was actually a network of network. I literally went to 20 factories and said, look, we want to do that. And we want to make good software for factories. So let us in. And 19 no's and one yes. Where did you find, like, you said you just went to 20 factories. Well, well how did you find, the, like, who were you meeting there? How did you find that person, et cetera? So network of networks, uh, like using LinkedIn, and uh, site director. So the site director is the guy who's responsible for making more and more performance and having good numbers and everything. And that kind of lost 
when it comes to software because they are mechanical engineers and they don't know anything about software. So they are in dire need of someone helping them. I see. Okay, so you use LinkedIn, you search for the word site manager. What other things did you use to filter your search? Location, team size? So uh, factory size and uh, company size. The sweet spot is mid-market because very big teams have like- Quantify that. How many people on the team is mid-market? Mid-market is uh, max 2,000 people. Okay, got it. And when you say how big the factory is, how do you you measure that? So yeah, so 200 people is uh, is a good site uh, site, uh, for a factory because when factories are like 50 people, it doesn't make sense. Did people put if they work at a factory on their LinkedIn update, you can sort by that? So yeah, and but you are you you will have only the you have only maybe fifty percent of the people uh, who are on LinkedIn uh, in factories. The other fifty percent they don't have a LinkedIn. I see. Okay. So if you see someone, if you see a factory where there's a hundred listed, your guess is there's probably two times that actually working at the factory. You yeah. find twenty of them in 2019, and you go pitch them. What name one of the factories? Is it like a food factory, and what does the software do? So nobody gave anything about the factory so we we targeted all company size and the very first startup that we did um, was a startup uh, focusing on problem solving because in factories you have that big wave that's called lean management lean was invented by toyota like 30 years ago and so you go to any factory and there are the lean principles that are put in place organizationally so one of the pillars of the lean is solving issues and so you, you say, okay, I have that issue in my manufacturing process, and now I need to solve it. And I have a structured way of solving that. And at the end of solving it, I will deploy that. And that's called the lean methodology. There are other things. But, and so today, you go to a factory, 80% of the time, this kind of process is put in place. There is no software to collect it. There is no software to scale it. There is no software to get smart about it. And so it gets lost even if the process is done. And so the very first software that we created was a software just catching that wave and making sure that those were done properly. How many customers do you know have today? 180. Uh, 880? 180, yeah. 180. And those are the number of companies or the number of factories you're in? The number of factories, and we have a little over 80 clients in the portfolio. So 80 clients with 180 factories. So between call it two and four factories per client. And are they paying $15,000 a year each, or do they pay it like in of across 180 factories, they're paying that 15 K subscription so, multiple times yeah. to use on multiple uh, pieces of. Yeah. So, so today the, 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 the total sales are 2.2 million uh, euro per year. You're doing 2.2 million a year. Yes. Okay. That's what you did last year. Or that's your run rate right now. No, that's that's analyzed uh, February build times twelve. That's great. And what did you finish twenty nineteen at? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was one point uh, six. That's pretty good. So first year you grew it to a one point six million dollar run rate. Um, what enabled you to get going so fast? Did you come from the manufacturing world? Yeah. So my background is an industrial economist, uh, and uh, uh, I used to be a consultant at McKinsey and Company, and so I saw that massive gap. Uh, as an opportunity because n- nobody tech goes to factories and nobody from factories goes to tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a, it's a massive space. It's it's 90 billion just in Europe uh, and it's it's more than 400 billion world, like just software for manufacturing companies. Mm-hmm. And so just to go, to go back and 
we, we did the first software like that. And now we have eight lines of software. And those eight lines of software with eight separate uh, companies that we are in, uh, those eight are total 2.2 million ARR. Got it. And have you done all this bootstrapped or have you raised capital? So I have raised capital. Uh, the, th the thing is that uh, I created a company before um, a second time founder and I sold my first company. Well, I sold my shares of the company uh, to Google Ventures. Okay. Uh, and, and so I used that start capital. And then I raised capital with, um, with TQ Capital, with a well-known fund in Europe. So how much did you raise? Six million. Six million. And before you raised the six million, how much of your own personal capital did you invest? Um, 800K, something like that. Did that make you nervous? No. It was, <laughs> well, this was a negotiation with my wife. <laughs> and, and she said you're allowed to play with 25% of everything we have and so and so I went with more <laughs> yep. uh, and so that, that was negotiation you raised the 6 million obviously you have to tell a story because you want to sell as little as possible so what valuation were you able to get uh, so we were able to get a uh, valuation that is kind of floating according to what we will be doing. Uh, the total valuation should be 20, 24 million. So Pre-money or post? Pre. Pre-money. So 24 pre, 30 post. Yeah. And the, 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 the fact that we raised on such a high valuation for Europe, European standards, at least, um, the fact that we raised for that is because basically you have SAP, and Oracle and Microsoft is entering the field, the field, and those are the only three who are really playing in the manufacturing dot space. Mm -hmm. Massive, massive market. The net promoter score of SAP is four, like not forty, four. It's four, and so basically you have that huge market, very concentrated, with very low NPS. Now, to capture this market, obviously, you're building a team. Talk to me about the team today. How many people total? So in the, in the core, in the studio, we are 20 people. And in the rest of the different companies, uh, we have a little over 50 people. What do you mean the rest of the other companies? I don't understand. Yeah, so we have eight software lines. Each software line has its own team. Uh, so those eight software lines are the ones uh, pushing the different types of... But they're all part of OSS Ventures. They're all part of the same company. All Yes, exactly. So across the yeah. whole company, there's 50 people total? Yes. Okay, and how many engineers total? I would say 35. 35. And do you have any quota-carrying sales reps, or are you doing all the sales still? So uh, I would say that 40% of our sales are done like us, and the rest is referral and partner channels. Okay, so of the 40, that is you guys. Who is you guys? How many on your team are doing sales? Uh, in our team, I would say, let me see, six people. Six people. And do you, do you remember how much revenue you were doing when you hired your first sales rep? I would say the first 500K were done exclusively by me, that's for sure. And yep. I would say the first was at like 600. Okay, got it. And, and what quota do you give them? You're sort of guessing. Sorry, I did not understand. Yeah, when you hired your first sales representative, what quota target did you set oh. for them? So basically, we say that they need to bring home seven times their salary. Mm -hmm. That's like our benchmark metrics. Um, the, the, the thing that we are slowly pushing is that 
today our sales cycle, our real sales cycle, is two quarters, uh, which is quite long. Um, and we are pushing to get shorter sales cycles because they are able to push their limit and get to the target in the quota. But the sales cycle is still quite long. And what I call the real sales cycle is our definition is for 50% of the addressable pay meter to be deployed. Yep. It's not okay. like signing like 1K, <laughs> 1K recurring revenue. Uh, no, it's it's deploying. And the thing is, uh, we are we are starting to see that our sales cycle, uh, yeah, to quarter. 40% of your sales is coming from this team of six on your own sales team. You said the other 60% is coming from resellers. Help me understand how you pay the resellers and how many you currently have. So it range from 10 to 40% commission, uh, usually on usually on first-year license. Uh, there are some who want more, but usually they don't achieve that. And one very interesting trend in manufacturing is that if you if you look at uh, SAP shareholder uh, quarterly reports, it's minus five percent R and D and plus five percent M and A, like every quarter, clockwork. And so what they are all trying to do is they are all trying to get uh, a part of what startups are doing, startups like us. Yeah. And so, for example, Siemens, Bosch, SAP, Dassault System. And all those guys, they are all trying to get us to do better a part of what they used to do, but are losing contracts on. And so basically, we have that kind of love-hate relationship with those resellers. So that's one part of the reseller. I would say it's 50%. The other 50% is consultants. And consultants in, in factories, they are either very good lean or very good at implementing SAP. And there's no like middle ground of people being good at operations and digital. And so what we are doing is kind of closing that gap and get, we, are, we are providing tools for the consulting people who are good at operations to be also digital. So we are targeting the operations people and getting them the digital. And, and the consultants can make 10 to 40% commission too. Amazing. How many, how many value added resellers have you paid at least a dollar in commissions to over the past year? Wow, good question. Over over hundred. Oh wow! So you have a lot of resellers. Yeah, that, actually, there's a lot of consultants. Like a lot, yeah, a lot of professional services and is on the rise. Like its growth is like fifteen percent year yep. to year. It's enormous, and so those guys they want to differentiate, and usually the the typical persona is like one to two people. Yep. Uh, very small company, not very differentiated, used to be an operational, wants to go into consulting. And if you get them a package saying you sell that and it's going to be great and you're going to provide value, they're happy to jump on the bandwagon and have that. And actually, they are the ones who have distribution in mid-market. Yep. Renan, we are doing something new called the Latka Growth Marketing Fellowship, where we're teaching sort of an eight-week course on different ways to drive growth from your up to your first five million in revenue. One of the sections is using and managing value-added resellers. I'd love to figure out a way to build you into that course for five minutes or so, just to have you teach how you've done it, because I think it's impressive. Pleasure. I love that. <laughs> What's next for you guys? What run rate do you think you hit by the end of this year? So uh, we want to do better every year. Uh, at least that's that's the goal. Uh, how, how much? Double every year. Yeah, double. 
Yeah. So you want to get uh, to about 3.2 million run rate by the, by December. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the, and the thing is that we have one to two years of staying uh, in France. We are doing 60% of our business in France, 40% out of France. The thing is the 40% that we are doing out of France is factories from French clients, but out of France. Mm. Interesting. Because manufacturing is a very internationalized world. Like most companies have factories all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so the next steps are creating more software lines to do to have more cross-sell and upsell in each account. How good are you at upselling right now? What was your net revenue expansion over the past or retention over the past 12 months? Um the, the number is I would say 30-ish plus for in cohort like our net uh, ARR retention from last year cohort is plus 30 percent so 130 130 percent yes net revenue retention the, the number is we have 180 sites deployed and one churned okay because there was a 50 percent company layoff okay which is Quite a good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Now, are you doing any paid spend to get more customers besides the ten to forty percent commission you're paying your value-added resellers? For now, zero. Zero. And uh, we recruited a head of community and social media, like literally two months ago, and uh, we are creating a community of manufacturing professionals and kind of getting that community to then bombard with content and have a very different message uh, and leverage that community. I love that. Renan, this is a great story. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Zero to one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, yeah, Musk, like everyone in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building OSS ventures? My favorite online what? Tool. Tool, Notion. Number three. Four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Four to five. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Married. Any kids? No. No kids. And how old are you? No. Uh, 34. 34. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, you have to start younger. Like there's no good moment to start. So start now. Mm -hmm. Guys, OSS Ventures, they are selling into factories, a great piece of technology to manage the whole factory process. They get they got the first million in revenue, relying on over 100 value-added resellers. They paid 10 to 40% commission to. The other 40% of their new sales comes from their sales team. They did 1.6 million in terms of run rate last year uh, in 2019. Sorry, scaled up to currently about 2.2 million in terms of run rate with eyes on 3.6 million in terms of ARR by the end of 2021, serving 180 factories right now. Renan, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.